Hi, this is Julia Carrier. Our family has been at OBC since 2014, and I'm reading Psalm 32, 6-7. Therefore, let everyone who is godly offer prayer to you at a time when you may be found. Surely, in the rush of great waters, they shall not reach him. You are a hiding place for me. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with shouts of deliverance. Thank you for tuning in to Listening Up, a podcast devotional of Ogletown Baptist Church. This week, we're spending time together as a church family in Psalm 32. And today, we're looking at verses 6 and 7. Psalm 32 is a song of confession. It's known as one of the penitential psalms because in it, David is repenting before the Lord. And it's easy to think of confession as something you do privately, just you and the Lord. And that's understandable. After all, in another penitential psalm, Psalm 51, David prays these words, Against you and you alone I have sinned. So, from one perspective, David's sin was against God, ultimately. It was rebellion against God's good and holy ways. Yet, from another perspective, David had sinned in Psalm 51 against many other people. He had destroyed a family, he had someone killed, and he brought destruction on God's people. So, even though we think, in some ways correctly, that sin and confession are private matters for God alone, many places in the Bible, including our verses for today, remind us that in the battle against sin, resisting sin, fleeing sin, fighting sin, confessing sin, God has designed us to need each other. We're all soldiers together, standing shoulder to shoulder in the fight against sin. So I know I've told this story around our church before, but when I was in early years of ministry, I remember being especially overwhelmed by the demands of ministry and really frustrated by how hard it was to stay ahead of the learning curve. So feeling like this, I went to lunch with a friend of mine who was also a pastor, and I was telling him how I was feeling and about my stress and aggravation, and I'll never forget what he said. He said, so what you're saying is, is that God has put you in a situation where you're feeling your limitations, and he's put you in a place where you're feeling just how much you need him. Is that what you're saying? And when I acknowledged, yes, uh, I guess so, he immediately replied, you know, I sin like that too. And at that very moment, I felt very exposed in my sin. Not just that I was complaining, but what it really was going on, which is that I wanted to have a God-like control over my life and my ministry. But I also felt at that exact same moment, not just exposed, but incredibly loved. Because this was a sin that could be confessed. And this sin wasn't just something that I had done, but it was common to others. So this moment of confession was personal, but it wasn't private. My friend had helped me. And that's what David is doing in these verses, verses 6 and 7. So in the previous few verses, David has been giving a personal testimony about what he's done, that he has in the past confessed his sin and he has found forgiveness. But then he shifts gears. And in verses 6 and 7, David is inviting others to do the same thing. He says, therefore, let everyone who is godly offer prayer to you at a time when you may be found. Everyone. That is, everyone who belongs to the Lord. And that's what the word translated here as godly means. It means all who belong to God. David uses his own battle with sin and his own discovery of mercy to encourage others to follow his own example. And he shares the encouragement of confession. When you confess your sin, you're taking refuge in God. He is a shelter, David says, a protection from trouble. So David encourages, but he also warns. He says, don't put this off. He says this, let everyone who is godly offer prayer to you at a time when you may be found. 
So David doesn't explicitly say that if you wait until next week or next month, you won't find God. But in the Bible, God doesn't deal in terms of tomorrow when it comes to repentance. He doesn't let you know all the what-ifs about the future. He just says, today is the day of repentance. If you hear his voice today, do not harden your heart. So we hear David's warning as well as his encouragement. But David's voice is not the only one helping us here in our fight against sin. Did you notice how verse 7 ends? The whole verse is about the Lord's protection. He's our hiding place. His help surrounds us. But what is that help which surrounds us? Verse 7 says, shouts of deliverance. Another translation explains it this way. You will surround me with songs sung by those who praise you because you save your people. So when in your fight against sin, you feel all alone, trapped, and a failure, listen. Do you hear your brothers and sisters, fellow soldiers in the war against sin? They're singing of what God has done and is doing for them. Small victories, big victories, and God intends you to hear this chorus and know that you are not alone. So who can you encourage today? You don't have to sing, but who can you share with? Where in your life can you say to someone else, you know, I sin like that too. Psalm 32, 6 and 7 says, Therefore, let everyone who is godly offer prayer to you at a time when you may be found. Surely in the rush of great waters, they shall not reach him. You are a hiding place for me. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with shouts of deliverance. Thanks so much for tuning in to Listening Up. If you or a member of your family would like to read the Bible verses at the start of each episode, just email me and I'll send you that information. I also want to encourage you to visit the OBC website for updates and resources about new prayer times as a church family and a new study on 1 Thessalonians. I hope you'll check those out. Until next time, let's keep setting our minds on things above.